This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today is Tuesday, the 28th of June. A couple more days until we jump into July. And it does feel like this summer is going a lot slower than usual. But Omnia, what do we have in the tech news today? We've got lots in store and we are starting out with a world's first because yesterday was a very, very monumental day, especially when we we're talking about how medical students are being trained to help treat the world around them. Cambridge medical students were able to train by treating holographic patients in a world first. How did that go? What is What are the implications mm -hmm. of this technology for the medical sector? We're going to be discussing all this and so much more in just a bit. Yes, and we're also talking about Facebook and how they're aiming to make MetaPay the default payment method of the, the metaverse and even NFTs. Now we are looking at Facebook trying to dip their hands in the NFT world and they have already been established as the key pioneers to the metaverse. So MetaPay, Apple Pay, Google Pay, what else pay? <laughs> A lot, you know the meme where like people start saying, you know, we, we buy so much with Apple Pay as if Apple is paying. This is gonna yes. be the new joke with Meta as well. Coming up in the world of gadgets, we are talking all about the AirPods Pro 2. Now, a lot of people are excited for what Apple has in store for us, especially in terms of headphones and headsets. However, why this gadget is actually quite an interesting one is because rumor has it they may be used as hearing aids. How is that gonna be uh, coming in handy for people of determination? And what are the different specifications of the AirPods Pro 2? We're gonna be giving you all this in just a bit. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, for our How Do You Text segment where we teach you guys how to tech, we're going to be telling you guys how to recover deleted WhatsApp messages. And no, they are not gone forever. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about Cambridge medical students and how they have accomplished a world's first. But we're going to be leaving you guys with feelings by John Newman. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. When I say the word hologram, a lot of people start in thinking of science fiction movies, um, maybe, what was that Star show? Wars. Star Wars, Black Mirror, you name it. Because once upon a time, holograms were just thought to be a cool thought, a cool concept that one day we may be able to talk to our loved ones and not just over the phone, but rather see their holograms, see kind of like a 3D virtual image of themselves right in front of us. But this is actually becoming a reality in uh, when it comes to teaching medical students how to treat patients because a groundbreaking new medical technique is using holographic models of patients to try and offer future doctors that are training in the treatment of certain illnesses a way for them to do it in a safe manner but at the same time as realistic as possible and this is actually all happening at Edinburgh's hospital in Cambridge in the UK. Yes, now the innovative method has been pioneered at that hospital in the UK and it is being where the medical students are being prepared for the job in a previously unheard of scenario. Now, students will use a mixed reality training system called Holo Scenarios, which does enable teaching and learning with lifelike holograms, which are accessible from abroad. Now, we've seen something very not similar to the medical industry, but 
uh, at Coachella, the late Tupac Shakur, who was uh, who died in 1996, who was a a monumental figure when it did come to the hip-hop and rap music. He was uh, performing, and I say with air quotes, <laughs> performing at Coachella, and I do believe around 2013, and there was a hologram of him uh, performing next to Snoop Dogg. So this isn't new technology um, when it does come to lifelike holograms, but this is brand new coming to the medical industry. Mm-hmm. Now, the practice is proving to be a more cost-effective medical training program compared to the stim- simulation, which does require more resources and expenses for maintaining labs and hiring patient actors. Yes, indeed. So, and uh, honestly, when you think about it, it's also a little bit safer uh, in a way. Now, the developers at Cambridge University Hospitals and its Foundation Trust and the University of Cambridge and Los Angeles tech company, Gig, uh, Gig XR, they've all uh, believed that the hollow scenarios are actually going to be drastically altering the way that future generations of medical students are given the skills needed for the job. We are starting to see a lot more illnesses that require innovation when it comes to treating patients as well as thinking outside the box and this will definitely put students on the right path. Students that are going to be taking part in this training will have to wear these mixed reality headsets that will enable them to see each other but at the same time they're going to be interacting with a multi-layered medically accurate holographic patient and so they'll be able to truly have to assess them from A to Z using different models and the first of which is actually going to be focusing on respiratory conditions as well as emergency and so one example would be let's say Hani is the uh, training medical doctor <laughs> he'll have his Dr. Hani <laughs> he'll have his hollow lens on and then he will start witnessing let's say a holographic patient who stru- who suffers uh, from asthma let's say you know as he starts assessing her she gets hit with anaphylaxis which is basically like a very uh, dangerous form of uh, allergic reaction. So, yes. <laughs> First time I ever hear of it. It's like when someone starts stroking because their aller- allergies are acting up. Mm-hmm. Um, then let's say the patient gets hit with a pulmonary embolism and then pneumonia. And then you have to kind of like train on how Mind you... the doctor here is only <laughs> the doctor, ladies and gentlemen. You have to train or you have to act under pressure. But there's no one really dying. So that's that's a little bit of comfort. Your holographic patient could die and you as a doctor need to treat it as if it's a real patient. But luckily there are no actors that are having to go uh, through this, you know, treatment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, plain and simple. Shock. Plain and simple, Omni. <laughs> you, you explained it perfectly. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215, we are taking a short break and leaving you with So Into You by Normani. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, Facebook is aiming to make MetaPay the default payment method of the metaverse and NFTs. Now, if you thought Google Play, or sorry, Google Pay (laughs) and Apple Pay wasn't enough, now you have MetaPay. Now, we do know that Meta does own Facebook, and Meta was previously named Facebook, but for Meta to be putting so much emphasis on NFTs at a time when crypto markets are crashing and the current NFT trend has been very, you know, uh, at a downward spiral, it does seem, you know, that Facebook or let's say Meta is kind of hoping or betting on a very big bust. 
Now, Mark Zuckerberg, who is the CEO of Meta, did say that customers about upcoming digital payment options that Meta also showed off new NFT features and even a guide on how NFT works to help people get started. Now, as part of a larger confirmation of the name change from Facebook Pay to Meta Pay, which Mark Zuckerberg also did mention a new wallet of the metaverse will let you safely manage your digital identity and even purchases. So we might be looking at a new uprising crave of NFTs because of what Mark Zuckerberg and Meta will be doing in this scenario. Yes, indeed. And now a lot of people have actually been increasingly trying to understand the world of NFTs. But with this, we're looking at an entire wallet for the metaverse being, you know, associated with one of the biggest companies uh, when it comes to the technology industry. And so being able to safely manage your digital identity and purchases is the main goal that Mark Zuckerberg is planning to have with this new MetaPay. Now, he also wants to make MetaPay a universal wallet, meaning that it could be used to buy or make digital goods in the metaverse. So let's say you want to move some of your assets between services. You'll need to show a proof of ownership. And ideally, you should be able to log into any metaverse experience and have all of your purchases available. So it's kind of like having your assets associated with, let's say, Instagram, Facebook and WhatsApp and being able to showcase that you are the sole owner of these assets, whichever platform you log through when it comes to the metaverse. Yes. And we have also seen how Meta, which also does own Instagram, is pushing out more Meta or sorry, more NFTs on Instagram and trying to showcase your NFTs and the sale and purchase of NFTs as well on Instagram. So it does seem that Facebook is pushing more of, or sorry, I have to keep, I keep forgetting <laughs> that Meta is now Facebook or Facebook is now Meta. Because it's, so, we got so used to saying Facebook. Exactly. So Meta is now pushing more of the NFT craze onto people and we might see a spike in them one more time. Now, on the other hand, uh, Mark Zuckerberg does think that MetaPay will become the metaverse standard wallet, even though we have a lot of other wallets. We have the Coinbase wallet, we have the, the MetaMask wallet. There's a lot of wallets when it does come to NFTs. Now, he does know that, uh, you know, there's a big competition when it does come to NFTs and when it does come to the wallets in the cryptocurrency, as we also do know that Facebook did try to come out with their own cryptocurrency. I think it was called Libra, mm -hmm. and uh, it didn't do as well as much people expected. Now, what does this mean for Facebook? What does this mean for Mark Zuckerberg? What does this mean for Meta and its entities as a whole? Well, only time will tell. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break, and when we come back, we're talking all about the AirPods, AirPods Pro 2. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. This is tech that you definitely want to hear all about. I am very excited about this story because these are not just any pair of headphones. These are pairs of or a pair of headphones that could be monumental for those who struggle with hearing disabilities. We're talking all about the AirPods Pro 2 and how they may be used as hearing aids and they will definitely be featuring a better charging case. And now before we get deeper and dive deeper into these um, AirPods Pro 2, I don't know if you've heard, Hani, but we are looking at mm -hmm. quite an array of new launches by Apple this September. What has been recently rumored is that we're expecting four new iPhone 14s, wow. three new Apple Watch uh, editions, mm -hmm. and these AirPods Pro 2. Yes, and we have been looking at how Apple has been upping the ante when it does come to their set of iPhones and their set of gadgets, but 
This autumn, Apple is expected to release a slew of new products, just like Omnia did mention, four new iPhones of the iPhone 14. But one of them, or one of the gadgets that is coming with that new slew of sets, is the AirPods Pro, which has been delayed for quite a while now. Now, in a report based on leaked specifications of the new AirPods Pro 2, it is said that the second generation of Apple's Pro earbuds will be powered by an H1 chipset and contains support for self-adaptive active noise cancellation, which is the flagship, or let's say the number one thing that makes it Pro is the noise cancellation. Now, we are looking at reports that the new buds will include a USB-C charging connector and the H1 processor in an updated form factor. Now, the lightning charging connector, which does have been common on these smartphones up until now, might be replaced with a USB-C connection. Now, we are looking at how a lot of companies uh, have been, you know, let's say, uh, bombarded by the EU on how to keep all of your chargers and connectors on one platform, which would be the USB-C. Now, if Apple wants to go worldwide with these new AirPod Pros and make it accessible to everyone, especially if they want it to also uh, help people who need hearing aids, mm -hmm. they will need to cater for the Android users as well, or in general, anyone who doesn't have an iPhone. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about features. And according to the report, the chipset would actually have self-adaptive noise cancellation, just like you've mentioned, mm -hmm. Hani, which is an expected feature with any Pro line from the AirPods. We're looking at an enhanced performance and reduced battery consumption. But hear this, ladies and gentlemen, the AirPods Pro 2 could potentially monitor your heart rate, which has been previously reported. However, it is still unknown if Apple is going to be implementing it with this set of AirPods Pro 2 and how accurate will it be. But I think it's going to be very nice to be able to kind of monitor your heart rate as you wear the AirPods Pro 2, especially if you're going to wear them often to the gym. Now, according to the rumor as well, the AirPods Pro 2 will include a mix of customized high amplitude drive units and high dynamic range amplifiers, which basically means that they're going to be enhancing the sound profile a lot more. And last but not least, the biggest rumor of them all is that they are going to have enhanced hearing aid capabilities, which potentially means that they'll be able to be used by individuals as a hearing aid function. There's no way to know for sure whether Apple will make any of these changes. But for now, this is what we've been hearing from a lot of people who tend to speculate on what Apple has in store for September. Yes, and we have been seeing Apple catering a lot to people with, you know, um, I don't like to say the word disabilities, but people impairment, right, yeah. with impairment. Now, when it does come to the Apple Watch, we have been seeing a lot of new upgrades coming to the previous Apple Watches and the coming Apple Watches. And now they are tapping in to the audio also, um, you know, audio area as well as this will also help people with hearing impairments. But again, we're looking at a lot of things coming out of Apple and Apple is not stopping. And I personally bought the AirPods 3, mm -hmm. uh, I believe in the beginning of this year because I was on the AirPods 1 mm -hmm. for about two years and a half. And then something weird started going on with my AirPods where it wasn't, you know, uh, <laughs> determining whether or not I had battery or not. So I had to get the new AirPods. But, you know, we're looking at how Apple's products are always quality. Now, regardless whether or not, uh, you know, it went to bust, mm -hmm. it was still a device that I used every day 
for two years and a half. It's like a right? good investment. It's a good a investment. Yeah. And I do believe that anything that Apple does bring out in the near future, especially when their main aspect and their main target market is people with impairments, it will be something that will last. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to know what your guys' thoughts are. 4215, let us know what you think about this. Would you get the AirPods Pro or not? 4215, our text lines are open. We're taking a short break, and when we come back, we're telling you guys how to recover deleted WhatsApp messages. If you think they're gone forever, well, guess what? They're not. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. A lot of the times, whenever we are using WhatsApp, we may occasionally delete a conversation with someone. And a lot of the times, this can cause a lot of people to get frustrated because, at least me, in my case, I feel like I depend very much on the messages I send to people. A lot of the times, they include documents or recipes or something that you just want to be able to access at all times and so deleting it can definitely be frustrating however there's always a way and a way to fix it and today we're telling you all about how you can go ahead and recover messages from whatsapp in case your conversation was deleted yes now whatsapp users may occasionally delete a conversation with someone else while there are ways to recover messages from WhatsApp, people may encounter some trouble depending on whether they archived or even deleted their messages. But we have a guide on how to recover deleted WhatsApp messages for both iPhone and Android users. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is our How Do You Text segment. So, get your pen and paper out. Now, in order to retrieve deleted WhatsApp messages, you need to enable chat backup in settings omnia i hope you have your phone in your hand yep i definitely turned it on delete uh <laughs> her all of her uh messages i did all of whatsapp all of whatsapp to be uh, more precise but we're looking at how whatsapp does offer several backup frequencies under auto backup daily weekly monthly and off now remember whatsapp will only retain the most recent backup file in ios and the two latest backup files in android now these daily auto backups make it easier to recover messages soon after deletion. Now, weekly auto backups will allow you to go even further back in time to recover deleted WhatsApp messages from less than seven days ago at the expense of losing recent chat messages. Now, all you have to do is simply select the auto backup frequency that best suits your needs. Yes, indeed. Now, once you have basically backed up your WhatsApp chats and if there are truly archived then as an ios user you can go ahead and reverse that archival by giving your iphone a shake and choosing undo to recover the archived chat even if the chat was archived a while ago you can still go ahead and recover them which is the beauty of backing up our chats in ios all you got to do is scroll up in the chat list until archive chats appear and then you can go ahead and unarchive it in android you'd have to tap on the archive chats at the bottom of the chat list now a lot of people are actually going to be very happy to find out that they can go ahead and restore their deleted messages but once again it's very important to back it up as frequently as possible if you are one that depends on whatsapp for a lot of serious conversations yes just like omnia said as serious conversations as they do come but all you have to do again ladies and gentlemen is do that backup and then you are done voila as they already always say well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you don't be like Omni and delete your whole WhatsApp history. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we got more tech news for you. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. 
What's well, worth a click and download, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people are going to be upset of what I'm going to be telling them, including my dad. No way. My dad is, loves Google, Google Hangouts. Hangouts. <laughs> now, Google Hangouts is shutting down in November. So uh, I'm sorry, Baba, for breaking the news to you <laughs> and to anyone else who is an avid user of Google Hangouts. But it is officially shutting down in November. Now, we are looking at how Google's now beginning the process of migrating free personal hang Hangout users to chat, which will be Google Chat, an announcement that it did post on its Google blog. And Google does say that people who still use Hangouts mobile app will see a prompt to move to the chat. So the application is shutting down but they're giving you another application yes indeed now hangouts will remain usable on its desktop website until november however google is definitely gonna still warn their users at least one month in advance before it starts pointing the hangout site to chat now having google chat is great it's fantastic um, but it's not the same thing as, let's say, Google Talk, which Google kind of discontinued for good earlier this month. Hangouts was originally supposed to be the successor to Google Chat, but here we are. They are reversing it and making the transition from Google Hangouts to Google Chat. Now, they are actually plan have they've been planning this transition for quite some time. Rumor has it they've been doing it since or thinking of doing it since uh, back in 2018. Mm -hmm. And then they wanted to do it in 2020 and then they kind of pushed it till 2022 and they made the feature free for all back in 2020 because it was kind of the move you know they wanted to compete with zoom they wanted to compete with um, microsoft teams and so it only made sense that they would make it for free but if you're still using hangouts then you're going to automatically find yourself transferring your existing conversations to google chats instead yes we are saying seeing the same dilemma mm -hmm. that microsoft had now we do know ladies and gentlemen let's give you a quick past blast from the past now we do know that uh microsoft started with msn yes. and then after that uh msn you know it died out and then uh microsoft acquired skype and skype was doing really good it was going great and skype even had was the first platform to have a business platform so that was called skype for business and then skype died down and no one started using skype again and then we saw a lot of more VOIPs when it did come to the mobile uh, era. FaceTime, which was on the mobile phones or iPhones to be more exact, uh, blew a lot of VOIPs out of the park. WhatsApp came along, also had VOIP. A lot of applications had it. So Microsoft mm. lost its head. It didn't know where to go. And then we saw Google follow suit as well. We had Gmail and then Gmail Messenger. And then we had Google Chat and then Google Hangouts and Google Voice. <laughs> they started jumping from platform to platform. And I don't know how, you know, a multi-billion com billion dollar company doesn't have this business model. And me, Hani, <laughs> talking to you guys on the radio, I have this business model. But it's more of focus on one platform, market, market it until oblivion and just wait for them to roll in True. but if you keep changing names and making people download more applications we'll just stick to zoom which has been the same or facetime which has been the same for years now true and i don't understand the concept of just constantly beginning small projects and not really putting that much effort into them in a way because they give up on them in my opinion too fast zoom kind of succeeded because it wasn't to many people, maybe on the outside, it wasn't developing much, but they were trying to perfect the platform, creating different features for it. If there were security issues, they were still promising to fix them, but they did not go from one platform to another. They did not create Zoom and then Zoom for chat and then Zoom Hangouts or anything similar to that. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. What is the 
platform that you typically use to have video chats with your friends and loved ones. We'd love to hear all about it. 4215. But this does mark the end of this show for today. We truly hope you've enjoyed this hour with us just as much as we have. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we'll be seeing you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse. 95.